Hey, friends. Hey, girls. Hey. Hey, girl. How you doing, girl? I'm good because I'm in person with you. Yep. We're still in Orlando. We're still in Orlando. We never left. While we're together. No, we never left. We're still here three weeks later. It's funny because as we were going through the parks, because we did both days, we did Halloween Horror Nights during the night, but then during the day we did Universal Studios, and then we also did the, uh, what is it, Islands, Islands of, of Adventure. Adventure? Yeah. So we were bopping between the two because bopping also and popping. the Hogwarts Express takes you between oh the God, two don't if you get started. tickets to both. So we were like constantly riding back and forth and back and it's forth. It's the coolest thing in it's the world. It's so cool. We'll talk but, about it more on a regular episode. Yes, we will. I could go on for like 100%. eight hours and you all will tune out and be like, what the fuck am I? I'm not I here. Know. Sorry, language. You'll be like, what am I doing here? This is not what I came for. But as we were going around, I kept looking at everything and going like, yep, I want that in my future house. Yep, I want that in my backyard. Sabrina's like, and good Lord, I want to see your future seriously, house. Seriously, be because so weird. the things that she was pointing at was like the E.T., like flying over the small little city with the stars and then a, a, a giant drawbridge, drawbridge and then also the Hogwarts castle. And I was like, I am so... What is your home? And then also I like the horror it. mazes. Yeah. Um, but this is an Encounters episode and we are your ghostesses. Do we even say this podcast? I don't know. It's two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. You're just tuning in. Hey. Um, if your computer, if you're confused, internet just made it automatically go on. Or a ghost did it. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, this is an Encounters episode. Yeah. And um, we're going to read your stories. Yes, we are. Before we go into all of the stories, you guys have emailed us all of your spooky tales and encounters. We also need to say thank you to all of you, to all of our listeners, and also especially to all of the patrons who donate to our Patreon. Yeah. You guys help us do so many things on this podcast and make the the world go round and <laughs> two girls, one ghost. So true. So thank you to our phantoms. We have Mary, Dominique, we need to talk about ghosts podcast, Victoria, Alpeca Paca, Brie, Nicole, Zoe, Ridiculous podcast, Jim, Ann and Theodore, Anna Leah, Smashing Sundays, Tara, Sim, Samantha, Jocelyn, Nahongo, Pretty Outdoorsy, None of This Is Real podcast, Carrie, Rebe, Carla, Chloe, Katie, A Paranormal Chicks, Tomb Juice, Vanessa, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Carling, Courtney, Caitlin, Daniel, Carly, Audrey, Corn Fedwitch, Jay, Vic, Leslie, It Hurts When I Pee. I'll never not laugh. I know. <laughs> Parker, Marky Do Zoinks, Desiree, Maddie, The Tater, Kay, Bailey, Carrie, Robin, Fox Club Farm, Leisha, Marina, Ivy, Sally, Jess, Dane, Friday, Jacob, Daniela, Isadora, Alexandra, Michael, Kristen, Backroad Diaries, Shannon, Jasmine, Caroline, Georgina, Sherry, Christy, Laura, and Paige. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. I will go. You want to go? I Yeah. Can I? You're that one you? and then you're that one. Entertain me. I will. Okay. But really, I'm not entertaining you. I am just speaking for and on behalf of Charlie, who emailed us an email called Bears can't throw rocks. Hmm. Hello, ladies. I heard you mention that you like Bigfoot stories. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you picked this. I wonder. I consider myself to be a hopeful skeptic. I want to believe, but I am waiting for some good proof. I have two stories that have made me less skeptical, and one happened just last week. The first story happened when I was 15 years old in the early 90s. I went backpacking to the western... Oh, God, I'm going to... But I always butcher these names, but like... It's hard. Whatever. And also, people have stopped emailing us to yell at us for butchering That's true. Names, so They've gotten over just it. So we do it. Or maybe those people have stopped listening. So either way, we're good. <laughs> I went backpacking to the western 
Teton Range in a very remote area with a youth group. There were 12 teenage boys like me and a handful of adult leaders. We were planning on spending five days in the high, isolated mountains. At the trailhead on the first day, we were met by the National Forest Ranger that informed us that there was an active grizzly bear in the area that we were going to and warned us that we needed to take precautions with our food, etc. None of us took any bear precautions at all. And on our third day in, we camped at a lake and we caught a bunch of trout. And for dinner, we all fried up the trout and we left out our pans oh, no. and dishes and utensils no. that had grease and fish bones. And then we went to bed, planning on cleaning them in the morning. Why? They told you not to. I know. The adult, the adult leaders should have been better. Yeah. During the night, one of the boys heard something just outside of his tent that sounded like a pan clinking. And he found his flashlight and he slowly unzipped his tent. He turned on the light and the bear was right next to his tent. The boy yelled and zipped up his tent and closed it right away. His yells woke the rest of us up and we all got out of our tents with our flashlights. And by the time No, don't get out. (laughs) I know. But if someone's screaming and you don't know why. I know. That's true. That someone's attacking them and you're like running to their aid. Right. By the time we got out, the bear was gone, but we were all a little freaked out. And one of the leaders walked around with his light pointed to the ground looking for tracks. The rest of us shined our lights onto the trees around the camp. And a couple of boys started gathering up pots and pans and were going to do a midnight wash. Mm -hmm. Then a rock about the size of a grapefruit flew into our camp and bounced along the ground. Then another one. A rock bigger than a bowling ball hit one of the tents and broke two of the fiberglass poles, collapsing the tent. Oh, shit. The rock throwing went on for a few minutes. Classic Bigfoot. (laughs) We were all shining our lights to find the bear, and one of the leaders had brought an extra spotlight, and he shined it up to a small hill and got the bear in his light as it lifted a rock over his head and threw it at us. The motion was just like a soccer player throwing in the ball from the sidelines. After it threw the rock, it went over the hill and we didn't get any more rocks thrown. In the morning, we decided to pack up and we went home two days early. (laughs) We did not want to be in the same area as that big bear. Many years later, my family was in Yellowstone and we met a biologist that studied grizzlies in and around the park. And I told him my story of the rock throwing bear and the (laughs) tents. And he explained that there are recorded incidents of bears swatting rocks on the ground to throw them, like a golf club. But he told me that the four legs on bears cannot bend to make an overhead throw like the one that I described. In fact, bears can only lift their four legs above their chest if they are leaning on something, like a tree. Whoa. So what was that big hairy animal that was overhead throwing rocks at us? Now, I'm a youth leader, and last week, we took a group of teenage boys on an evening hike. Also, what a cool life, just like being in nature. Sounds so nice. I got to work late, and I drove up to the trailhead myself and met the group there. The hike goes a couple of miles up the hill to two connected stone arches. On the weekends, the trail is heavily hiked, but we went up on a weekday evening and nearly had the trail all to ourselves. That's so nice. Because I am overweight and slow, it took us longer <laughs> to get... Me too! <laughs> it took us longer to get to the top than we had planned, which meant that it would get dark on the way down. Because I had a bad knee, I was a slow guy on the way down, and it was fully dark when we hit the halfway mark down the trail. We were hiking by the light of our headlamps, and as we were going, we heard two solid thumps up the mountain from us that sounded like heavy stick hitting a tree trunk. Oh my gosh. We all stopped to listen. I told the boys that people believed that Bigfoot knocks on trees like that. 
and it didn't happen again. So we continued walking. <laughs> a few minutes later, we heard a long creak and a big crash just up the hill from us. Oh my gosh. A tree had gone over. What? One of the leaders said, don't know why a big tree would go over like that. There isn't a lick of wind up here. So we got back to our vehicles and I looked at my watch. I got in my car and drove down the canyon about a 10 minute drive. And I stopped at a store and got myself a sports drink and took maybe five minutes. The drive to my house was another 20 minutes from the store, so I should have been home at the very latest by 9.30. When I was a couple of blocks from my house, I got a call from my wife. She was very worried about me because it was getting so late. I told her that I was just a minute from the house, and when I walked in the door, my wife said that she was so worried and the kids were so worried that they didn't even want to go up to bed. And this seemed strange to me because my wife knows about how long it takes to do the hike and the travel. But then I look at the clock on the wall. Oh, my gosh. And it was just before 11 p.m. I was almost two hours past when I should have been home. And when I checked, the other leaders and boys arrived home at 930. What? Oh, was he abducted? I know. I love the show and listen to it as I do my bike rides to get back into shape. Good for you. Oh, you distract me from thinking that I'm going to die if I ride another 10 feet. (laughs) Charlie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Actually, that's so true. I'm not a runner. Like, you're a runner. I'm not. But when I do run, I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. I have to have someone telling me a story. (laughs) Or else I'm just like... Motivating you. All right. I've listened to two songs, so that means I've been about six minutes to the calculations. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot, possibly an interdimensional species, possibly also abducted him. We don't know. Bigfoot might be an alien. We've never confirmed or denied. So it's possible. he's working with the aliens. Yeah, that's also another possibility. Maybe he's he's the spotter and he marks them. I do love the idea, though, that like all the uh, park rangers are like, bear, there's a bear here, there's a bear here. And the whole time it was Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Do you think the park rangers know and are just too afraid to say anything? Or they have a deal with the Bigfoot and the aliens? Oh, my gosh, they sacrifice one camper every single year. Oh, my God. From the they Boy remove Scouts. them from the log. He was never here. He was never here. They never showed know. up. I don't know. What you're Hundreds of people about. go missing in national parks every single year <laughs> because of Bigfoot. Because of Bigfoot. Oh my God! What if that's the truth? It could be. Some of the numbers might be. What if everyone's found? You know that? What's that show where everyone gets onto a plane and they feel like it's a normal two-hour flight, but they come out of the plane and it's like ten years later? Manifest. Yes. Okay. What if that's a thing? And like ten years later, all these people are going to come out and be like, "Oh, Bigfoot was raising us in a cave this whole time." This is kind of like the forty-four hundred. They were all abducted by aliens and came back. I really like this theory. I think it's real. But also, what the heck happened to Charlie in those two hours? I don't know. And Charlie, the way that you wrote that and just totally like glazed over that was like, yeah, okay, Nan, thanks for keeping me company. All right, thanks. Bye. And it, I don't I mean, know. What's interesting, too, with all of the stories that we've heard of people who lose that that amount of time is that in the moment... They feel like it's normal. Like they're just on I their know. normal drive. That's the scariest part about it. Getting soda, doing the ne- next 20 minutes. Wow. Okay, well, I kind of have a sad one. This is from Haley, and she says, I dreamt my dad died before he died. Oh. Hi, guys. I just wanted to start off by saying I love y'all's podcast. I started listening in October of 2018. I've always loved anything paranormal, so when I ran across your podcast, I was hooked. I have many stories, so let me jump right in. About five years ago, I had a dream that my dad died. I don't know how he died. I just remember waking up and being extremely sad. I was crying so much. I think my cry actually is the thing that woke me up. I grabbed my phone and called my mom. And when she answered, I was still crying and asked her if my dad was okay. 
And she said, yes, honey, what's going on? What's wrong? And I said, I had a dream where he died. She said, he's right here. Do you want to talk with him? And I said, yes. And he got on the phone and calmed me down. So I got up, got ready for work and went on with my day. That dream was just so strong that it was on my mind all day. Keep in mind that me and my parents lived 30 minutes from each other. Well, it was time for my lunch break and I was going to head home since I was still kind of sad over the dream. And as I was leaving work, this man was turning his truck and trailer around in my work's parking lot. The parking lot was so huge that it wasn't unusual, but he was blocking me from getting out. So we just waited. The guy got out to look and see if his trailer was straight or something. And I noticed the man was my dad. He was in his boss's truck. I jumped out of the car and ran and hugged him so tight. It was such a relief to be hugging him. Plus, he's a big man, so his hugs always made me feel safe. He was telling me it was just a dream and he was right there. It was a feeling of what I think it would feel like if you got to hug someone for the very last time. It was the best hug. Us meeting there was by accident, but that means the world to me now looking back. Fast forward a year or so and I was at the beach with my friends and I got that horrible call that my dad had a heart attack while driving and died. Oh my god. That feeling I felt when I heard the news matched 100% to my dream. I know that sounds crazy, but it did. He was only 52 when he passed. I feel like out of me, my sister, and my mom, that I'm more susceptible to anything to do with ghosts, so it didn't surprise them when my dad was coming to me in dreams and such. My first dream I had was my dad telling me to go get my mother some flowers and tell her he loved her. She was having the hardest time of us all, so I did what he asked. I went to the Walmart and picked out some random flour and took it to her. When I got there, I told her daddy came to me in a dream and told me to bring you this. She started crying and I was like, are you okay? And she said, yes, this was the flower that your dad would always get me. Oh, wow. And I had no idea. So she was even guided in my regular life. She says, I can't remember what type of flower it was, but it was one that wasn't supposed to come back the next year it was supposed to only last a season or so but she planted it and when winter came it died and then spring rolled back around and it came back we knew it was my dad and to this day that plant keeps coming back (gasps) oh (laughs) my god two more things that has happened that i think is worth sharing one day i was cleaning my house and i was super sad over his death so i took a pause to take a break and just breathe and i said out loud dad if you can hear me let this next song be from you And well, the very next song was Elton John, your song. If that ain't a sign, I don't know what it is. (laughs) A part of the song goes, and you can tell everybody this is your song. It might be quite simple now that it's done. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is while you're in this world. I'm crying. Yeah, you are crying. It's a hard one to hear because it's just, you can like feel the love. Yeah. So needless to say, I fell in love with Elton John. So I got me, my sister, and mother tickets to his Yellow Brick Road concert, which, by the way, is his last concert in our state ever. He's retiring. So we get dressed up and go out to eat at first at Ruth's Chris, yummy. And when we're finished, we headed out of the restaurant, and my mother has to go to the restroom, so we wait, and this man comes up to us and asks where we're going. And we told him the Elton John concert, and he asks if he could give us something, and he handed us a CD. Yeah, I know, who has CDs anymore? But we took it, and we walked on. Well, we looked at the front of it, and it reads Elton John. Me and my sister were freaking out because she knows the experience I had with your song. About that time, my mother came out of the restroom, and we tell her what happened. We start looking for the guy to tell him thank you and how much it meant to us, but he was nowhere to be found. We went on to the concert, and the whole two hours we sat there, he had not sung the song we were, we were all waiting on. So he finishes the concert and goes off stage, and I was a tad sad, but I still had a great time. And the audience was clapping and hollering for him to come back out, so what do you know? He comes back out and sings one more song, and guess what it is? Your song. I mean, I have chills just thinking about it. 
I just wanted to share some of my experiences with, with you guys. Sorry it was so long, but I'll see you on the other side. Haley. You know what makes me so curious is the people who are used as like conduits. So so the guy who gave the CD, mm-hmm. are those people, or if he was even real, it could have been an apparition just like yeah, a CD. Yeah, I don't know. But if he was a regular person, do you think he was conscious of the fact? Do you think he suddenly was just like, let me just give these random people a CD? I don't know. Or do you think he those people sometimes secretly do like have the can interact with spirits but don't advertise it because they don't want to spook it right i mean it could be a mix i mean the same situation where she went to go get the flowers right she wasn't willingly like she didn't go in there like knowing oh i need to get these specific flowers because yeah, a random one that happened to just yeah. be happen aka maybe in that moment as she was walking around something in her told her just just stop and grab this one this one yeah I don't know. It's so fascinating. Or, But I do like the idea also like there are spirit guides out there who are witnessing these things happening in the universe and are like, I want to do something to help. And then they go to their medium or their contact with this world and they tell them, like, I or think you should go those there. Those are the angels. Maybe they walk among us and they just hand out CDs when, they, <laughs> when someone needs a song. Always take the CD. Always. Always. Except when you're on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> when every single one ha- when person. 50 people try to hand you a CD at once. <laughs> okay, I have a story from Jennifer. Hey, ladies. Love the podcast and all you do. After listening to the latest episode about glitches in the Matrix, I'm reminded of a strange occurrence that happened to me just a few months ago. Let me preface this by saying I don't watch or read the news. I find it too depressing. I'm aware of current events typically through Facebook or maybe the headlines of a news app on my phone. One morning back in April, I was on my phone reading emails, looking at social media, etc. when I saw a headline reading that former First Lady Barbara Bush had passed away. It wasn't a surprise to me as I remember hearing that she was ill but had decided not to have any further treatment to prolong her life. I didn't read the details of the article, but I remember reading the headline out loud to my husband. He acknowledged saying that he knew she wasn't doing well and that it was too bad. There was a little more discussion, and then we went on with the rest of our day. Later that evening, my husband turns to me and says, Barbara Bush died. (laughs) I looked at him quizzically and said, yeah, I know. I told you about it this morning. And then he tells me that she died that day, that when I mentioned the news that morning, she hadn't passed yet. I thought, wait, what? She passed today and not last night? I was confused. What did I read this morning? I tried to go back and find the headline that I saw on my phone, but I couldn't locate it. I figured I must have read a news headline or story that maybe a reporter had just written in anticipation of Oh my gosh. So awful. And it was accidentally posted. The skeptic me thinks it was human error, but the curious me wonders (laughs) if maybe it was a glitch in the matrix. Oh my gosh. Thank you for all that you do. See you on the other side, Jennifer. What if she read it in her dream? It wasn't like real life. It was a dream that she read it in and then she woke up and told her husband about it because she thought like it was real. Right. And she was like deja vuing, experiencing it. If you have too much of a realistic dream. But she had witness. She had her husband that was That's true. It doesn't mean she didn't read the article in her dream, but it's interesting because when I was first reading this, I thought that when her husband was like, Barbara Bush died today, I thought that he would not remember their conversation all in the morning. Can you imagine? That'd be even more alienating and scary. Right. So the glitch really only happened to her, but her husband is witness. I also wonder, like, you know, when celebrities die, sometimes they don't release the news until the next day. Yeah. Like, I wonder if some reporter got the news, like, did happen the night before and put out an article and then they got in trouble and then 
Maybe. It got taken down and then this one also posted, made me, I don't know. I don't know either. But this one made me think about glitches in the matrix and you know how like the whole thing with the glitch in the matrix is matrix is like sometimes things are similar but just a little different. Mm-hmm. But then also sometimes things can happen entirely differently. And it made me this one scenario was like what if Barbara Bush did die in a different timeline in a different dimension? Oh my gosh just a few moments before she did in this life it made me wonder how much you can how much your life would really be different well i wonder if it's different in terms of the activities and things you do but then like your lifespan is the same it's like final destination right like it's like if you die in one timeline you have to die in the other yeah wow what if that's what it is it's just there it's the timeline's like it's like dominoes that gets you in a yeah, different Yeah, but what timeline. if I get murdered and then all and I accidentally kill all of my other versions of me? I mean, that's uh, that's so sad. That that person needs to go away for every life. How many lives do we have? Infinite. <laughs> that's Whoa. a thought. That's a thought. My brain. Brain blast. Brain blast. Okay. I have another one. Okay. I can't tell you the subject line. Okay. This is from Michelle. She says, Hi, spooky friends. I just started listening to your podcast and I'm loving listening through your episodes. I still have quite a ways to catch up, but I wanted to share a particularly funny experience I've had. I've had quite a few paranormal experiences over the year, but this one in particular is my favorite. My husband, who has had quite a few crazy experiences of his own, and I lived in a pretty active one-bedroom apartment for a few years. A little bit of background for you. I was once in the shower and something or someone punched the shower curtain. My husband and Kat were both out in the living room. Oh, hi, Kat. Uh, watching TV at the time. We were watching The Shining one time, and our ghost turned on my husband's Xbox and pushed a remote off the couch no one was sitting on. We don't think it liked scary movies too much. Aww. One weekend, my mom came up to visit us. A few months before her visit, we received a dildo as a gag gift in a white elephant exchange. As a joke, we had it sitting on the counter near the door to greet everyone who came in. (laughs) We jokingly referred to it as our guest dildo. We forgot to put the dildo away before her visit, and we all had a good laugh at it when she walked in. Later that evening, we were all getting ready for bed, and my husband and I were in the bathroom brushing our teeth and washing our faces. My cat was curled up asleep on our bed in the bedroom, and my mom was on the couch playing on her phone. And all of a sudden, we hear my mom laughing and asking, okay, who threw the dildo at me? Oh. (laughs) My husband and I quickly walked out into the living room and were like, um, we were in the bathroom and Lion, the cat, is asleep on the bed. We asked her if the dildo had rolled off the counter, but she said that it had flown off the counter and definitely appeared as if it were tossed at her. It was pretty spooky, but we all laughed pretty hard. I should also mention that my mom is an ordained Presbyterian minister. We all experienced other activity during our time in the apartment, but during a different visit, she heard something messing with my cat's food, and then it walked across the room and brushed up against the couch she was, couch she was sleeping on. Oh she quickly texted me asking where my cat was, and my cat was, of course, curled up asleep with me. Oh, so ghost cat. A ghost cat. We like, have an ex- ghost cats throw dildos? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they have two cats, two ghosts. We haven't experienced too much activity since moving out of that apartment, and we kind of miss our spooky sex toy-throwing ghost. <laughs> Thanks for keeping the podcast up and sharing your experiences along with others. See you on the other side, Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of when I think of that ghost? I- I'm thinking that, like, the ghost was alone downstairs and was like, oh, like, maybe I should get to know the mom. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I make an introduction? How do I... How do I make her laugh? How do I buddy up? Oh, she laughed earlier at the dildo. Why don't I just show her the dildo again? Oh, She'll definitely my gosh. like me then. 
I also love that the ghost, because yeah, because the ghost probably like knows that it's the joke for all of the guests, it's and probably could could. I I wonder if she and her husband had a conversation like behind closed doors, like oh my god, that was embarrassing. I wish that we had like put that away, and then the ghost had heard that, and then decided I'm gonna play with this and yeah. throw it at the mom to emphasize <laughs> like they forgot to put it away in your face. <laughs> in your face look at this that's so funny <laughs> oh that's so funny that also reminds me of when you were going through tsa oh my gosh yeah and they found all of your dildos my god I'm grin kidding, i'm kidding they found someone else's yeah no we i was going through uh tsa on the way from lax to orlando and the girl in front of me got her bag pulled and she like the, the tsa agent was like whose bag is this and she comes up to him and goes so I'm going to a bachelorette weekend. So there are some things in there. And he goes, do you want a private room? She was like, no, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. And he unzips the bag and there's like this ba- like big black bag full of dildos. <laughs> which is 100% why it got pulled to the side. Oh, my God. <laughs> I bet the TSA agents know that they're a bag of dildos. But they're like, yeah. just for fun, let's pull this one. They oh got to have some good stories. So funny. Maybe the ghost in Michelle's place used to be a TSA agent. <laughs> He's like, brings me back. Oh, God. So funny. So funny. So funny. <laughs> wow. What a good one to end on. I know. Uh, all right. Well, if you have any ghost stories, please send them to us yes. at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com and um, support us in all the ways that you possibly can. First of all, tell, tell all your friends and then rate and review us on iTunes and um we have patreon we have merchandise you can rep you can follow us on instagram or twitter you can like our facebook page or you can join the facebook group and we will see you you on the other side. side